The Chicago White Sox lost to the Kansas City Royals Monday night by a score of 2-1. to one. Uh, It was that classic, lifeless Chicago White Sox offense that we have unfortunately gotten to know here in 2022. Uh, despite out-hitting the Royals, the White Sox could not generate any power. Uh, and that was a real shame because Michael Kopech deserved so much better than what he got. Uh, The Sox did make a trade before the game and acquired some bullpen help, but now they need to focus on the offense before the trade deadline expires. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, the White Sox had 10 hits, but nine of them were singles. Uh, Michael Kopech made a couple mistakes, but pitched pretty well. Uh, and Rick Hahn actually made a baseball trade to help our White Sox. Uh, the Sox are 51 and 51, three games back in the AL Central. Minnesota and Cleveland uh, won their games Monday night. Sox, of course, lost to the Royals 2 to 1. The White Sox were trying for their third consecutive win at home. Okay, I'm going to repeat that because I could not believe this when I heard when I read it. The Chicago White Sox this season, 2022, have not won three games in a row at home. They were trying for that Monday night. They failed. They're still searching for that. Uh, That right there, that does not sound like a team. Uh, that is ready to go all in and get Shohei Otani uh, or Soto, make a big splash because they think they are this close uh, to getting to the World Series. Um, Frank Thomas talked about it in the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago. You know, it's better sometimes to be lucky than good. You, of course, have heard that saying. And the, the White Sox are lucky that they are in a bad division a division that it just seems like nobody wants to run away with. Uh, the Sox are hanging around. Uh, there's, of course, a lot of baseball left, and we've talked about the last nine games of the season. Six of them are against the Minnesota Twins. Who is going to separate themselves? Because right now, uh, the Sox, you know, taking a couple steps forward, a few back. Uh, they are just a 500 team, and And frankly, I don't know what addition to this team uh, that they can make what will separate them. Uh, Perhaps it can get them as the front runner in the AL Central, but, you know, we know that that's not the end goal. Uh, We're going to talk about trade deadline stuff, deals that were made, were not made, 
Uh, of course, Kopech's outing in the anemic offense. But first things first, some some news and notes. And, you know, I'm still processing Dylan Cease's performance on Sunday and really the last two months. Uh, Dylan Cease is the first White Sox pitcher with consecutive months with an ERA under 1.00 since 1913, of course, with a minimum of 25 innings pitched. He has a 2.01 ERA for the season. June and July for Cease have looked like this. 11 starts, 9-2, and an ERA of .57, 85 strikeouts, and only four earned runs. Opponents are slashing 189, 278, and 278. Of course, Dylan Cease was the AL Pitcher of the Month for June. If he wins for July, then he'll be the first White Sox pitcher to ever win back-to-back months. Uh, Luis Robert did not play on Monday. He did not play at all in the Oakland series. We had heard uh, originally, you know, when he went on that uh, maybe IL or the, the rehab stint, um, you know, the cold symptoms, the dizziness, the lightheadedness. Well, he might be back for the Oakland series. Well, that didn't happen. And then, well, maybe he'll be back Monday for that Kansas City series. And that didn't happen. It just seems like nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, James Fegan from The Athletic, he tweeted about the situation before the game. Uh, said this, uh, Tony La Russa said it's unlikely Luis Robert plays in the series. He said Robert was feeling better yesterday to the point that Wednesday uh, might be possible, but it's unlikely. He said it's undetermined if Robert will head back to Charlotte for at any point. Uh, that too seems unlikely. It does not sound like anybody knows what's going on. Uh, only speculation. Is it something more than just a head cold, uh, but you know, I I hope it's not anything terribly serious. Uh, of course, right? The way he was going, uh, the offense, the danger that he provides with an with a lineup that sorely needs some danger. Uh, I guess stay tuned on Robert information. Uh, trade deadline. Uh, this is what Larusa had said on the trade deadline. Uh, if the front office is trying. That's good enough for us. If something happens, good. If not, good. Uh, Clear as mud there. Uh, White Sox uh, did uh, make a trade before Monday's game. Uh, They sent uh, Reese McGuire to the Boston Red Sox for left-handed relief pitcher Jake uh, Diekman. So Reese McGuire acquired via trade uh, way back right before the season and then leaves via trade. Uh, the Sox were looking for bullpen help, uh, preferably uh, a lefty since we don't know what's happening with Aaron Bummer. Tanner Banks is really the only guy we've got there. Uh, Jake Diekman, 35 years old, uh, was with Oakland for four years prior to joining the Red Sox this season. Uh, here are Diekman's uh, numbers this year. Five and one, Uh, He's pitched 38 in a third innings, a 4.23 ERA, 1.49 a whip, 51 strikeouts, and 30 walks in those 38 innings. Uh, Diekman has had 10 walks in 12 in a third innings pitched in July. Not good there. Uh, Giving up five home runs. Lefties, however, are hitting 180. 
88 against him. So, uh, you know, a serviceable left-handed reliever, what we all kind of envisioned was going to happen. Is there another deal to be made on the pitching front? We definitely hope offensively, but I am wondering if there's going to be another arm acquired uh, by, by the deadline. Uh, I don't know if you got caught up in this Shohei Otani frenzy that was going around social media uh, yesterday throughout the day. John Heyman wrote an article that said the White Sox were on a short list of teams that made a serious offer for Shohei Otani, but the Angels have decided to hold on to him. I don't know how much you believed of that. Uh, personally, I, you know, I thought, that was a joke. I didn't take, I, I did not read too much into it at all. Um, the source, John Heyman, and what did the White Sox really have to offer? I mean, they must have been ripping a lot of guys from their current roster, if at all. Uh, that was a credible report. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't, I, I, even with Shohei Otani, and yes, of course, you want Shohei Otani on your team. I mean, he, he would have to be completely. Uh, shouldering the load this offense is just absolutely anemic uh Frankie Montas a guy that we thought maybe was going to be coming to the Sox at some point a lot of rumors early on before the season uh deals with Oakland uh Frankie Montas uh, he goes to the New York Yankees the Yankees extremely active Houston very active nothing yet from the twins haven't heard anything yet uh, from them unless it's a late-night deal, uh, but keep an eyes on that. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals go after Jose Quintana and got him, uh, so there's another arm off the board. Again, trade deadline, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Tuesday. Uh, and remember, this is what Rick Hahn had to say about all the, the happenings. Uh, uh, but this will be a fun week from the standpoint of playing different ideas, and hopefully we find a way to make this team better. Uh, so much Han speak. Uh, I, you know, I do think they're, they're trying, but, uh, look, I, I don't think this team is going to get, uh, just un unbelievably better before the trade deadline. And again, what moves can the Sox really make with the assets that they have that put them now in the Yankees in Houston conversation? I mean, what the Yankees and, and the Astros have done, uh, just on Monday to an already, a pretty stacked team. The Sox are not in that conversation at all. The Sox are after the division, a very weak division, and then you get in and then you see what happens. Uh, usually when a pitcher gives up only two runs in seven innings, well, that's a good thing, uh, but not with this White Sox offense. Despite a couple of mistakes, I'm going to tell, tell you why you should be very excited about Kopech's outing. Uh, more on that in a moment. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, uh, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Uh, let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. Uh, have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. 
Uh, run to built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them uh, for yourself. Like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty chocolate covered cookie dough with light, fluffy texture. Uh, what's great about built is that they all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Uh, you're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, uh, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or you just need to grab a quick bite. Uh, built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat and sugar. Grab yourself a built bar. Uh, go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Uh, use promo code locked 15. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. The MLB trade deadline is August 2nd, and Lockdown MLB has all the breakdowns. Uh, Lockdown White Sox will have rapid reactions to any move made. Uh, make sure you have subscribed to Lockdown White Sox on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. Michael Kopech's last start was July 26th in Colorado, a very tough place to pitch. It was, uh, of course, his first time pitching in Coors Field. He went five and a third innings, uh, only gave up six hits, zero earned runs, three walks, and four strikeouts. A solid outing for Kopech. So how was he going to uh, follow up? Now, first inning traditionally uh, has been a little difficult for Kopech. We know it has been for Giolito, and there's a few other pitchers in there. Not uncommon, uh, but for Kopech, it's been a bit of a problem, and then he settles down. Uh, almost a completely different pitcher. On Monday night, the first inning did not give Kopech any problems. Zero hits, zero walks, only seven pitches. Uh, second inning, uh, he gave up a leadoff double and some good defense from the legend, Larry Garcia. Uh, Kopech was hitting 98 miles per hour, uh, a strikeout, a flyout, no damage. Uh, that was a bit of a theme. Um, got some pretty nice defense from Andrew Vaughn in right field in the third inning. Vaughn made a, a play up against that netting uh, down the line. Uh, Kopech was in the uh, zone. He was attacking. If you watched it, uh, you, you saw, you know, there was a snap to his arm almost. Kind of difficult to articulate or describe, but it just felt like he was very fluid, uh, playing around with the low, low area of the zone, um, attacking, a lot of strikes. Fourth inning is when things, uh, he got into a little bit of problems. Uh, Salvador Perez, uh, a guy that can beat the Sox in so many different ways, absolutely demolished a baseball to the fan deck out in center field. And it was uh, one nothing at Kansas City. Thankfully, just a solo shot. But that home run went 452 feet. And if you haven't been to the ballpark in a while, or maybe you were listening on the radio, or maybe you were just trying to catch up and you didn't see the replay, go go ahead and rewatch this or, or watch it for the first time, this Salvi Perez home run. This was Jim Tomey blackout game, 2008 territory. This was an absolute a bomb. Um, and it almost looked effortless. It kind of looked like it was going to be a pop-up. Uh, you couldn't tell from the TV. He destroyed it. Uh, fifth inning, 
Uh, Kopech got into some trouble but bailed out by a nice double play. After five innings, Kopech gave up four hits, only one run, that home run, zero walks, uh, two strikeouts. He was at 66 pitches after five. That's great. Uh, Sixth inning, another uh, White Sox killer, Witt. Uh, Merrifield with a solo home run. Uh, Merrifield, man, he is a guy that I would love to have on the White Sox. Solid second baseman. He's got some power. Um, two nothing Royals after the sixth. The seventh inning, some more trouble brewing. Runners on the corners with two outs. Kopech at 97 pitches. Larusa leaving him in, and he gets out of the jam. Kopech's final line, seven innings pitched, six hits. Two earned runs, uh, only one walk, three strikeouts, and it was those two solo home runs. Uh, his ERA down to 3.12. He threw 100 pitches on the nose. Uh, eighth inning, uh, Jose Ruiz came in. And ninth inning, Jimmy Lambert. Boy, has he been great as of late uh, in, in some tough high leverage situations. You never thought you'd be seeing Ruiz and Lambert in these spots, but Kelly Graveman and Hendricks went Sunday and it's just rare where they go back to back. So Ruiz and Lambert got the job done. Kopech deserved so much, uh, so much better than what he got. Uh, he really got nothing uh, and a solid outing. Yeah. You don't want guys like Perez to constantly beat you, uh, but he did. And if you're going to get beat, you know, he gave up a long home run. Merrifield, another pesky Royal. Uh, but, you know, it was just the problem with Sox offense. The silver lining you take away is that was a great follow-up outing from Michael Kopech. And, yeah, it was against the Royals. But, you know, they can be dangerous. Uh, you never know. It's, it's when you catch a team, right? And uh, I, I thought Kopech, you know, he did exactly what we needed him to do. And if we can keep that rolling, uh, the pitching has just got to hold on right now as the offense hopefully picks it up. I mean, the Sox are a 500 team doing mediocre things and their offense once again cold. I mean, it's just a bad time to have another power outage. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a moment. So it's a, it's a new month, of course, and Jose Abreu in August has been a beast. Uh, throughout his career, uh, he hits 335, 56 home runs, and a 994 OPS. Uh, those numbers are by far the best numbers in any month for Jose Abreu. Uh, Sox, of course, hit two home runs on Sunday in that finale with Oakland. It was another warm day on the south side on Monday. Perhaps, you know, maybe uh, continuing uh, with that with that power surge. Sacks 16 and three when they hit multiple home runs in a game. Uh, again, no Roberts on Monday night, but Aloy Jimenez started in his fourth game in a row. So that's a good sign. Uh, first inning, you've got left-handed pitcher Daniel Lynch on the hill for Kansas City. Uh, he went six innings and gave up nothing against the Sox back in late April. Uh, we've seen him before. Uh, typically, uh, the White Sox will hit a left-handed pitcher pretty well. We want to see a lefty on the hill. Uh, it wasn't the case, though. Daniel Lynch uh, carved us up pretty well. 
Uh, Andrew Vaughn had a single pass to shortstop in, uh, in the first inning. That was it. Nothing in the second inning. And I'm watching this game and thinking, you know, how, how can a move, even one offensive move, really change this team at all and get them into the AL elite category? Uh, unless, there are, unless there are guys like Yasmani Grandal, Mancada, Tim Anderson, uh, Jimenez, Robert comes back healthy. You need so many guys to start reaching their potential and start catching fire and then bring on, you know, a, a guy that can really uh, also help out and, and shoulder the load for maybe a guy like Abreu. But it is just painful to watch this White Sox offense at times. And Monday was one of it. Uh, third inning, uh, Tim Anderson with some two out offense. Uh, Mankata with a base hit. You got runners at the corner with Vaughn. And he pops out to short right field. After three innings, the Sox had three hits, all singles. Zero walks and struck out five times. Uh, sixth inning, uh, here's your extra base hit of the night. Andrew Vaughn with a leadoff double and then nothing to show for it. Yasmani Grandal ended the inning. Uh, and if he could start turning it around at some point, that would be great. Uh, we've talked on this podcast, and I'm sure you have referenced uh, you know, to other Sox friends in, in your life. Hey, Yasmani Grandal had a great second half in 2021. What if we get that? You know, that's like almost an addition at the trade deadline. Right now, I'm not seeing it. He looks lost. Uh, seventh inning, Sachs got some offense. Uh, the legend, Lurie Garcia and Sevi Zavala uh, providing the offense. First and third, nobody out. Uh, Sheets hitting for angle. Sack fly 2 1 uh, Kansas City. And that's all the Sachs could get. Uh, in the ninth, Sheets had a one out hit. And then Anderson hit into a double play. Sox final line, two runs, 10 hits, one walk, nine strikeouts, only one extra base hit. And again, it was that double by Andrew Vaughn. Uh, Sox were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. Lucas Giolito heads to the mound on Tuesday night. Sox looking to bounce back. And hopefully there will be some new additions uh, to talk about. Thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast, MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan uh, brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Lucas Giolito's outing and hopefully be talking about a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Locked on White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time. Go Sacks.